Hello and welcome to the Friday, November 6th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host, TV. Another great episode for you guys today. We have on the Daily Dribble Podcast um, for this week's guest. We talk about, you know, basketball in Australia. We talk about their podcast, why they started and why they started and, you know, a lot about themselves. And we also introduced a new series of mine called um, Hot, Cold, and Just Right. So, Hope you guys are really excited to talk um, to see that. I have all the links down in my description. It was a really fun podcast, and I would really appreciate it if you check those guys out. And also, all my links will be found in my description as well. If you are watching on YouTube, remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you are on any of the podcast networks, remember to you know leave a five-star review if you're on Apple. Remember, we're also on Podbean, Spotify, and Anchor as well. I appreciate all you guys' support, especially we just had over 1,700 downloads. So thank you guys so much. And a quick message for Daily Dribble. Um, thank you guys for coming on again. But I see that every week or something like that, you have like your little punishments at the end. At the like, punishments on your channel. And I want to get on in that because the NBA season, starting December 22nd, really short off season. So if you guys have any bets that you want to do, shoot them my way. I can have some little punishments I could do on my own. We have our little exotic foods here in Canada, so we could do something about that. So yeah, if you guys have any... If you guys are listening to this, which I hope you are, um, just shoot me anything, and I can like we could have like some sort of bet going on in terms of that. But yeah, you guys are awesome guests, and thank you for coming on. And as I end this intro, you know, continue to show them some love, and I hope you really do enjoy this episode. So I'm gonna swing it back to my past self, and hope you all have a great day, and really enjoy this episode, guys. Peace. Welcome my uh, my second guest for the second week in a row. Um, they are a podcast from a basketball podcast from. Australia, um, you guys want to introduce yourself? You're known as the Daily Dribble Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having us on, by the way, Tom. Um, so I'm Nick. Uh, we have Ro over here and Lee. Um, yeah, as, as Tom was saying, we are from Australia. Uh, we're, we're about a year into the process now of being a podcast. And uh, yeah, we do a weekly, weekly episodes and just talk everything NBA-related and NBL-related, um, our professional league down here. So yeah, it's just a couple of blokes, mates who love talking about ball together. Yeah, it's awesome. So I've been like following these guys for a couple months now. They're an awesome podcast. You should definitely check them out. All their links are going to be down in the description to their Instagram, um, their podcast as well. And they'll also be in the link tree. But yeah, we're going to be talking about some basketball today. We're going to be talking about some things that are overrated, underrated near the end of this. But let's just get into this podcast first and just like ask you some questions. I mean, how has the pandemic been um, over there, guys, by the way? Yeah, so I guess for us, we're quite lucky. We live, so in Australia, we're um, from Tasmania, the little state at the bottom that's kind of forgotten about almost. Um, So we're kind of lucky we're quite isolated here. Uh, We had a bit of an outburst with the virus to begin with, but we kind of got it under control pretty quickly. Um, So we're kind of starting to get back to normal life again now, which is good. Okay. Yeah, I agree like, with that. Like how many max uh, cases did we have? We had like a couple think, hundred. Yeah, all together we had about yeah three hundred case or oh, two hundred cases all up. But oh, yeah. uh, we haven't had a case now in a couple of months, which is good. That's good news to hear. And like just um, throughout like this pandemic, like how has it like just changed like your everyday life? I mean, are you guys like in like school or anything like during this time? Yeah, so it has changed. Um, Nick and myself, we're sort of. We were working full time for the majority of the um, pandemic period, and yeah, I was working from home, um, so that was that was slightly different. Considering you know usually we're into the city and you know into our, in, into the respective workplaces, so yeah. 
it's um yeah certainly different and i think particularly when the pandemic was at its um height um you know we were at home the majority yeah. of the time because you just couldn't you couldn't leave and you didn't want to um you know risk spreading that to anybody else so um yeah it's been it's been a strange year but um yeah now we're sort of on the up and we're we're returning to normal which is nice yeah yeah I mean, like, like you said, like, I mean, Australia, I mean, like, you're part of this, like, a situation where there's not, like, many that, as many cases as it is, like, like, in, like, sort of, like, the U.S. and stuff like that. Like, I'm from Canada, and, like, the cases have just been, like, slowly, slowly decreasing, like, throughout the summer months, but as of late, this has been going up again. But it's good to hear that you guys have, um, that the cases have been going down. And, um, yeah, as we continue, like, um, with the questions, I mean, as, like, you can just, like, notice the landscape of, like, just the podcast community, I mean, throughout this pandemic you've just seen like a lot more podcasts being recorded yeah, and stuff like that it. yeah just like as a lot of people have been starting to do that as their hobby like nowadays like what does like what made you like before the season started as to like why did you want to start this podcast uh yeah so i initially started the podcast by myself i kind of dabbled with doing a bit of uh blogging and running like the instagram page and things like that but kind of wanted to explore into more of the speaking side of things yeah um so i did it for a few weeks myself initially I kind of realized, uh, realized I wanted a couple of co-hosts. Um, at the time, uh, my partner, uh, her two brothers here, um, yeah. yeah, big basketball fans in their own right. So they were more than suitable, um, you know, co-host kind of candidates and were pretty keen to jump on board. So mm. from there, we've kind of yeah, been together about a year now. And um, yeah. it's kind of funny. We were listening back the other week to our first episode together to where we are now. And it's quite quite amusing just seeing how things have progressed since then yeah like for sure i mean like i've been like looking back at my older episodes as well it's yeah. like, like you could just see like just a type of growth like just like yeah, like speaking yeah. and stuff like that like it's just like a lot of difference and like like what i'm like really interested about is like when i'm just talking like to like people from like other countries and stuff like that is like what like the type of like basketball culture that you have in like other countries because coming from canada myself i mean we are not a basketball first country a lot of people like to see us as like a hockey nation i mean like what like how did you like gain your love for basketball like in a in a country like like australia where it's like there's no really like basketball teams i mean like you said you guys covered the nbl and stuff like that but how did you guys gain your yeah. love for basketball we're, we're, well i know for me um initially my kind of interest sparked with kobe um quite a few years ago and uh like i've always played sport myself uh not typically a soccer player um, so I was kind of drew in by his competitiveness and his drive and that really attracted me to him initially and then that kind of translated into a love for basketball itself and I, I know in terms of kind of viewing it it's quite a bit harder here but now with um, league pass and things like that I think Australia as a whole is starting to embrace the league more and especially mm-hmm. when we've got players like Ben Simmons that we can really you know kind of show show a bit of Aussie pride and get behind it helps as well yeah um, yeah, so for you, Luke? Um, it was probably when I picked up uh, NBA 2K. I think it was, I think the first one must have been eight. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of uh, a lot of Australian NBA fans started off their journey, just picking up 2K, and then it was just uphill from there. Yeah, and I was sort of in, in a similar boat as well. Um, although I think it was about 2007 and 2008, we had... A channel which had like yeah. one or two NBA games throughout the week um, so we got a slight bit of exposure each week which was nice and um, I guess the more that we watched it 
um, the more interest we had in the game. And, you know, it's, it's nice that they've um, you know, provided league pass um, at an international level. So people such as ourselves who are not in America or, or Canada or whatever it might be, um, they, those who can't watch it on their normal television um, programming each night can, you know, tune mm -hmm. into League Pass and, you know, be able to, you know, keep up to date as any of the other people, um, you know, over the world would. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really handy League yeah. Pass and Athletic got it. Yeah. yeah, with that, we all need to be sponsored by Lake Pass. <laughs> yeah, like by the way you guys, are, yeah, by the ways you guys are talking about it, they definitely should be um, sponsoring <laughs> you guys. And like, I like the way you talked about how League Pass is. I mean, like the NBA is definitely turning into more of a global game. Uh, yeah. If I if I remember correctly, I mean, last year I believe like there was like an exhibition game, like a, a U.S. versus Australia, yeah. like mm -hmm. in your in like in your country. Because like I remember like one of the podcasts I was listening to, like one of like I, I believe like one of their host is Australian so like he was able to cover the games over there so like it's definitely becoming more of a global game so yeah it's another question about like your love for basketball like when you like like first like start watching basketball and stuff like obviously you don't have like a team that you like like have like a strong connection to because you're not from like any of these American cities like like what team like did you just like completely just like gravitate towards like and like what's like your favorite team like nowadays um so I know for me I'm I'm riding pretty high minute I'm a Lakers man um, and that again comes back to the fact of kind of being drawn in by Kobe and it was like initially he was you know I didn't follow a team but followed him as a player and that kind of translated into following the team I, I would say mm. yeah yeah like you said we don't have that um, kind of state pride so we're like Nick said we're drawn to a team um, mostly by their uh, star player um, I'm myself is a I'm a Wizards fan so John Wall I love John Wall and that kind of gravitated me to the Wizards. Yeah. And yeah, I, I follow the Boston Celtics. Um, you wouldn't know it. Um, but um, I appreciate no, that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I go for the Celtics just based off the fact that um, around the time that I was watching basketball, they were probably one of the more um, publicized yeah. uh, teams I would have thought yeah. when they had um, KG and Rondo Rail and Paul Pierce, um, the big there so um, I gained a lot of exposure to the Boston Celtics and um, yeah I just jumped on board and haven't really looked back since yeah I mean as a Boston Celtics fan I mean it must have been good like watching like Aaron Baines like over there like, the last few yeah. years before he moved to like to like um, to Phoenix but, yeah I mean like this just shows I mean like the game of basketball is definitely evolving it's definitely going a lot more global and like you said like the Australian like national team is just keep growing and growing I mean just like I remember just a few years ago I think like it was just a really much just like Andrew Bogut and Patty Mills. Now you're yeah. starting to get more people yeah. like Ben Simmons. You're starting to add people like um, Joe Ingles and all that. So the Australian national team yeah. is definitely um, is definitely gaining some steam over there. So um, yeah, that's all about these guys. We're definitely gonna. You definitely should check them out. And right now we're gonna head into the segment where we're gonna talk about just like some certain NBA topics. I like to call this segment um, um, is it too hot, too cold, or just right. So basically, if it's like too it. hot, I like it. yeah. So basically, if it's too hot, you guys are gonna say that this is like, and like um, this player, this team, or something is overrated. If you say it's too cold, that means they're kind of underrated. Or if it's yep. just right, they're just perfectly rated. You guys ready? Let's yeah. do it. All right. So one of the like big topics that had that has been like circling on the NBA was 
how much validity are we supposed to give this bubble championship? Because right after the Lakers won, like a lot of people were saying, oh, this doesn't count. You know, there's no home court advantage, no this, no that. Like, where are you guys on the scale of that? Is it too hot, too cold, uh, um, or just right? Like people like rating this Mickey Mouse championship ring, as they like to say. Okay, as a Lakers fan, I'll take this one first. I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty cold on the idea. Like, I, I think I don't think there should be any asterisks next to it. I think probably this has been a harder championship to win. The fact you've been taken away from your family, from your city for, you know, a couple of months, I think it gives it um, even more, you know, kind of worth. And especially the fact I know heading into the restart, myself and I think a lot of people were wondering. Uh, what the quality would be like, how the players would come back and yeah, that kind of thing. That, um, you know, I think the, the actual level and quality of basketball was, uh, God, it was it was better than the regular season for sure. So I think yeah. there's certainly, uh, I don't think there can be any kind of little asterisks next to it. I think the Lakers won deservedly so. I think bubble or no bubble had everything gone off as it was meant to. I think they still would have would have got there. And you know what, at the end of the day, and I have the same opinion as Nick, at the end of the day, Every single team has has been on an even playing field. They've had to yeah. jump through the same hoops as each yeah. other. Yeah. No team has had certain special treatment that other teams haven't had. So, at the end of the day, the Lakers championship is, you know, it, there there is no way that there should be an asterisk next to it. In saying that, there will be yeah. media, certain media personalities mm-hmm. who put that asterisk next to it. Um, but you know, when you look at the big picture, um, you know it's probably one of the more difficult championships to win in recent memory, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, because I get their side, but also, like, it was just, <laughs> like, so, so different too. Like, you could tell it wasn't a normal, I don't know what to say, it wasn't a normal NBA finals, you know? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, like, the crowd, no crowd. Um, it, it felt a bit off, which is why I think a lot of the media... Um, don't validate the the win as much, but I am in the same boat as these guys. Nick made a good point in saying that they're away from their family. Mm. Um, there is um, a lot of harder aspects, but um, overall, I think I think the win is valid and it should count as a normal normal finals win. Yeah, I have to definitely agree with you guys. I mean, speaking of Asterix, I mean like my Toronto Raptors like beat a beaten down Golden State Warriors. A year before so I can't really speak on it but <laughs> but at the same time I mean you're absolutely right I mean these guys have been taken away from their families out of their situation like into a completely just isolated situation which is a lot harder than a lot of people like make it out to be and yeah, the, the Lakers I mean the Lakers just beat whoever's in front of them and they look like the best team throughout the whole mm-hmm. season throughout the whole bubble I mean <laughs> it, it, it just felt like the right team won and I definitely have to agree with you guys over there happy to hear that <laughs> yeah Next topic, then this is what we're going to be talking about a team here who opened some eyes during a bubble. And although they did go undefeated during the bubble run, they did not make the playoffs. How are you feeling about the Phoenix Suns? Are they too cold, too hot, or just right? Oh, I like this. This is good. Do you want to take this one first, right? Yeah, look, um, I think the end to regular season showed us a glimpse of what we can probably expect from Phoenix next year. Um, they've been rated pretty highly since since the bubble format came into play. And to be honest with you, I think this is just right. The people who are rating them highly after their after their um, you know impressive what was it, eight eight nil run. Eight all, yeah. mm-hmm. They um, they're gonna be a problem if 
maybe not next year, but in a few years, once players like uh, Devin Booker, if he decides to stay, and uh, DeAndre Ayton, um, they've got the pieces to be a threat in the West. Um, but who knows when that's going to happen? It might take a few years. But I actually, I'm actually on board with the Phoenix Suns. I think they've got a lot to look forward to. And um, yeah, after so many years of, I guess, mediocrity, um, yeah. it's nice to see them start you know, heading in an upwards direction. Yeah, yeah. for me, I, I would have to agree. I think just right. Uh, I don't think you could say they're, um, you know, the fact they went eight and zero and still missed out, it's some indication of where they're at. Um, yeah. But in saying that, I think the kind of kind of core they're starting to build, Booker, Aiton, if you can you know, stay out of the suspension issues, um, you know, you've got yeah. Oubre, Rubio, great pickup. I think they've got a really strong core if they can kind of maintain it and work around the edges now. Uh, it's hard for them though, given the fact they're in like the West. Every mm. there's probably yeah. 14, 15 teams are competitive, yeah. so someone's exactly. going to miss out. Yeah, I like the kind of trajectory they're headed in. So just right for me as well. And I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say too cold. I think they're yeah. a bit underrated. That eight game, they went eight and no for God's sake. Like. Yeah. They are going to be a big threat. Who they almost get up against the the Trailblazers, wasn't it? Had a few big yeah. wins, big yeah. wins. Yeah. Beat the Clippers, beat the Pelicans. Yeah, like they yeah. the majority of the of the teams. Um, but yeah, they're a big threat, and you're going to have to look out for them. Yeah, I have to, I'm actually going to agree. Um, with like it being too cold. I mean, these guys yeah. definitely like have like went eight and zero. Devin Booker has definitely looked like he's like going into that superstar trajectory that a lot of us have been waiting for him to go on. And with just like each of these guys, I mean, there are a bunch of young guys with DeAndre Aiden, Kelly Oubre and all that. They're just going to get older. They're just going to get more experience. And I just do believe that they're going to try and make some, they're definitely going to make some noise coming into next year. Yeah. Next topic. This guy has definitely um, had a very up and down season, especially like with a very much downward trajectory um, in the bubble. I'm going to be talking about my Toronto Raptors here. Are you guys hot, cold, or just right on Pascal Siakam? Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm cold. I'm cold on him. I think he, um, cold as in you're saying, like he's underrated. Oh no, sorry, sorry. Hot. My bad. Hot. 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 Underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll take that back. Um, yeah. Hot. The fact, like they, they made it to a game seven and were, you know, I guess you could say moments away from, you know, pressing to the finals, and they pretty much did that with Siakam being a liability on the floor. Um, for him, though, you know, most improved player. He took strides in the first half of this season as well. Yeah. And he looked like he could almost go back-to-back -back most improved player. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm not sure what this kind of turning point was. There was just a drop-off and, mm. you know, he just wasn't... Um, he didn't look like the intimidating force that he can and should be. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, there's so much weight and even minutes put on Lowry, Van Vliet, um, all these other kind of key players. And the fact that that kind of key cog let them down. Yeah. Uh, it was a shame to kind of see them bow out the way they did. Yeah. So I'm, I think he's, he, he's overrated at the minute given his recent yeah. performance, but I still think he's got the potential to, you know, be a franchise player. Yeah. And I, I agree with Nick. I think he's, um, especially after the bow, he's a bit overrated right now. I remember me and Ro, uh, we did an episode a couple, couple months back called The Daily Debate. And we're debating um, over, I think it was Pascal Siakam and um, Jason Tatum. Yeah. And if you look at those two, Jason Tatum's gone like this, and Siakam's kind of just leveled out. He's, he's he hasn't been doing heaps. Um, 
but I'm not saying that he's going to keep... I, I think Pascal Siakam's on the up, um, but this playoff, this playoffs, he didn't do much, so I'm going to agree with Nick on that one. And you know what? I, I see where these other who are coming from in terms of thinking he's overrated, but to me, it sort of seems a bit of a case of recency bias. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. He, he, I actually think he's still underrated, and the reason being is that you look at the Toronto Raptors after Kawhi Leonard left, and I reckon there would have been a fair few critics out there who would have been thinking, geez, these guys are going to take a bit of a tumble here. Mm-hmm. Um, their next best player, players, I guess, were Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. But um, Siakam, for the majority of the season, was really, really good and sort of did go on that upwards trajectory. Um, and to lead them to second in the East, it, it can't be ignored. Um, and yeah, his playoffs were pretty mediocre, yeah. to being honest. But <laughs> we, if we take that out of the picture and focus on the regular season, um, you sort of you sort of might change your mind when it comes to is he overrated or underrated. And um, yeah, at the moment I think he's he's probably underrated. I need my guy showing up in the playoffs, so I need <laughs> yeah. my guy in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy is because I think it was like a lot to do with him being the number one option like on most yeah. nights. I mean, if you look back to the finals last year, I mean, he had one game where he scored like 32 points against the Golden State Warriors. And yeah. like he had definitely had some moments in the playoffs like the year before. It's just transitioning to that number one guy, especially like you said, when Kawhi Leonard like left the team. He had a good yeah. regular season, but when it came to like when they needed him the most, he just wasn't able to do so. And I like to look like one of the things I like to look at Pascal Siakam was like like during the pandemic I like I did this like episode on podcast where I basically was saying that Jason Tatum I believed at the moment was better than Siakam and this was like before like all this bad stuff happened and yeah. people were bashing me saying that look I mean Siakam like can do a lot more than Tatum and stuff like that but I'm like I trust Tatum like more at the end of games like I, I trust him to get his own shot and. Exactly. I don't know, like, I guess it was, like, kind of, like, foreshadow, I guess, to, like, what Siakam does. And, like, like Leo said, I mean, he kind of, like, had this plateau at this point where Jason Tatum just kept going up and up, like, just throughout the playoffs. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, at this point, I'm definitely hot on Siakam. He's kind of overrated, but hopefully he can bounce back next year um, in the playoffs. Yeah. We're going to go – our next player we're going to be looking at is someone who actually played in the NBL last year um, who is going to be probably a top – um, draft prospect. Are you guys hot, cold, or just right on on Lamelo Ball? Okay, so I uh, I think I'm just right. I would say just right. Uh, it was great having um, the NBL grew kind of exponentially this year with players like RJ Hampton and Lamelo yeah. Ball in the league, and it kind of really, in terms of growth for the league, you know, took it to the next level. Um, I think for Lamelo Ball, like it was awesome. His um, just the way he handles the ball and his distribution, being able to facilitate as well as get his own at the basket. Uh, the only thing that concerns me is his shot a little bit. I think that's still, and it, as a young guy, it's certainly going to improve as time goes on. But um, I think he really, he's going to be someone who needs to be in the right place. And, um, you know, I'd love to see him, you know, it wouldn't be an ideal fit, but play at somewhere like the Warriors on the basis that, um, he could learn from such an experienced point guard and Steph and develop at his own kind of time frame yeah. in a couple of years when Steph's, you know, potentially out of the league. Lamelo will be that guy to take over. Yeah. Uh, I think the worst thing you could do is we saw this year with uh, RJ Barrett 
he was yeah. kind of forced to be the lead guy on such a big market space like New York, and he yeah. just it wasn't able to be done. So I think he needs to kind of ease into the league and not be, uh, I guess, burdened too much as he, you know, mm. makes the transition to the the pros. I agree with everything that Nick's just said um, in saying that I do think he's slightly overrated, and the reason being is that. I don't think this draft's going to be particularly strong. I think there's maybe three that. to four notable players who people are looking at at the moment, and Lamelo happens to be one of those players. Um, the other thing is he's already got a name for himself because yeah. of Lonzo and Lavarbo, yeah. um, so he's already getting a lot of publicity just based off uh, what family you know he's a part yeah. of. Um, yeah. In saying that, I, I really hope he does well when he gets to, to the NBA, and he he looked. A, class above at times in mm. the in the NBL this yeah. season. So, yeah, fingers crossed he goes well. Yeah, and I agree with Nate pretty much taking the words out of my mouth. Um, I think one of the main things that Nick said is you don't want him landing on a team where he has to straight up be the leader. Um, he needs those um, veteran leaders around him to help him um, up his game and uh, develop. Yeah. I definitely, agree. I definitely agree with you guys. I mean, you definitely have seen a lot more of him watching the NBL, like you said. Um, they ha- you guys have covered them, like, on your podcast. And I don't know, like, it's just something about, like, Lamelo Ball. Like, we've all seen the Lonzo hype from a couple years ago. There's always just something, like, a bit iffy with, like, the, with the Ball family situation. So there's always that, like, little, like, X factor with them. But I do, yeah. agree, I do agree with your point, though, like, I think that could be said for like any top rookie. Like, you just don't – like, there's, like, very few people, one being LeBron James when he was a rookie, who could just, like, go to a team right away and just completely dominate, even as, like, a young player. And, and like, you, like another point you guys made that I don't see many people in this draft that can – who are probably at that level who can even, like, take over a team. Like, the Thank number God one – Yeah, like, I mean, like, the number one overall pick right now is the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, well, I thought that – well, I think that that's a, not a bad situation – it's still a bunch of young guys and it's just like a lot of pressure to put like on people. Like yeah. if you pair like a special Mel up with like a um, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. So I, so I definitely agree with you there. I mean, the Warriors, like, like, like Nick said, like the Warriors honestly seem like a lot of people are off on that idea with Lamelo ball there. I personally love it. Like I personally yeah. like, would love to see him like learn behind Steph Curry and stuff like that. And although LaVar said that, you know, he doesn't like that idea, he doesn't want LaMelo, you know, coming off the bench. LaMelo's up for it. I mean, he definitely made yeah. that known. Like, he's definitely up for it. And I just want him, like, like I said, like, um, I just, we just want him to su- succeed and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. One question before we move on. Who do you think is going to have a better career, him or Alonzo? Uh, um, I think LaMelo. I think Lamelo. I think Lonzo, in my mind, is plateauing at the moment, mm. and I'm struggling to see where the where the upside comes from. He's he's shot all kinds of um, stuffed up at the moment. Um, he yeah. can't knock one down. He's a he's a really good facilitator, um, but on the offensive scoring side of things, I I'm struggling to see where it improves. Um, I hope he does, but I think Lamelo Lamelo Ball is sort of more of a well-rounded package, and I think he. And it's hard to say because we haven't seen him play a game at NBA level yet. But I think based off, um, you know, the scouting reports that I've read and even just watching him at times, um, even though he hasn't been in the NBA yet, he, he just looks more well put together in my mind. But, you know, who knows, really? He could flop as soon as he comes into the NBA. You just don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say Lonzo. I'm going to say Lonzo just for the fact we've seen him in the league. 
Um, he's shown glimpses of, you know, being able to knock down, you know, we've seen he's a quality facilitator and I think the partnership him and Zion are developing will only kind of benefit him um, in terms of confidence, in terms of his growth. Uh, and just being able to see him compete with these bigger bodies and these kind of top tier players, I think I would give him the edge at the moment. And I would too, I'd say Lonzo. Because um, you can't really speak on anyone who hasn't played uh, at an NBA level. Lonzo, like Nick said, already asserted himself as a he's, he's a pretty great facilitator. If he can fix that shot up, um, I think he'll be set. And I just want to add that New Orleans Pelicans team is still fairly young. Like Zion's just coming. How many games did he play? Didn't play many at Not all. Not many. Um, if, Probably around 30 or something like that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, like that's 30. Right. Um, if they can develop together, I think it's. I think they're going to help each other's game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with Lonzo. Yeah. Um, I would want to be like as much as optimistic as Roe here, but I honestly, like, I'll have to kind of, kind of have to agree with the other two. I mean, Lonzo has definitely like has like kind of the skills that you want, especially paired up like with a Zion Williamson type player, someone who yeah. can just feed him the ball already. Yeah. One of the best patches in the league. Although Ro makes a good point that jump shot is still as ugly as it was as it came. <laughs> but he definitely has to get that work done. But at least like you, at least we could see that the skills that he was touted on, like coming into the league, his passing ability is immaculate yeah. and he's still a very good player on the defensive end as well. So he, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I could definitely see that Lonzo has. Uh, I, I could definitely like um, arguably say that Lonzo will have a better career. A few more here before we we sign out. Speaking of the Golden State Warriors, um, this year obviously wasn't the type of year that they like were expecting. Warriors fans were expecting. They right now have the number two pick, the worst record yeah. in the league. Are you hot, cold, or um, just right under title chances next year? Uh, I'm cold. I really think they're going to, um, you know, as a Lakers fan, I'm always going to back them in, but I really think Golden State will turn some heads. Um, I think people are forgetting the dynasty they were only a couple, well, a handful of months ago. Um, yeah. The fact that Smith's had a full year off to recover, Clay's going to be back. You've still got Wiggins, who's, I think, overrated yet, can still be a 20-point-per-game scorer. Yeah. I think Draymond Green will be back with a vengeance, you know, time to rest and recuperate. He'll have that fire in him. And the fact, depending on which way they go with this number two pick, whether they do sign a player for the future or look to offload it, I think they're in a really good position at the moment. And on my end, I think the first couple games of the uh, 2021 season will um, show how their outcome will kind of look. Um, they're obviously going to be a contending team um, for the finals. Um, and like Nick said, getting that second over, overall pick will definitely help them. But yeah, just those first couple of games will, will indicate to me. Yeah, and I'm sort of in the same boat as Nick as well. I think um, after this season, um, plenty of people are forgetting how dominant they were for so many years when Steph and Clay were at the helm. Yeah. Um, they've got Andrew Wiggins to, to help them going forward, who I think can play a pretty valuable role. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really high on them and I think they could potentially finish, you know, probably one to four in the in the West. Um, so, yeah, they, as Nick said, they're going to turn plenty of heads next season with those key players back. Yeah. I would have to disagree with you guys here. I believe that they're, like, they're kind of overrated at this point because, like you said, I mean, people have not seen them, like, in the last two years. We don't know what type of state they're coming back from, yeah. from all these injuries and all that. And 
Rose slipped it in there. I mean, they could range from anywhere between like one to four. And that just proves that how yeah. great the West is at this point. I mean, you we you, we could talk about your Lakers all day. We could talk about how the Clippers are going to be who, who can manage to be back. Although that was a stinky exit. You have people. <laughs> yeah, you have teams like the Denver Nuggets who look like to have like yeah. all the promise in the world. And then along with teams just like on the come up, like I mean, the Trailblazers with Damian Lillard. You never know how good they're going to be. The Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And I could just go on and on. I mean, we were talking about how the Phoenix Suns have a chance at having like a number eight team next year. I mean, the, the West is just so deep. Yeah. And I think yeah. like this is, uh, and this is probably going to be like one of the toughest seasons that the Warriors are going to have to do it. And you're right. I mean, what are they going to do with the second pick? Are they going to pair it up with Andrew Wiggins to finally pair them up with another fourth star? There's so many directions yeah. this team can go. And there's just, I honestly just see a lot of question marks. I mean, these guys are getting older as well. I mean, Draymond is like going into his like late thirties. I mean, this guy is like spending more time on TNT and talking on Twitter than we've seen him on the actual like training on the basketball court. So we don't know what type of mindset yeah. these guys are in. And I mean, you guys make a lot of good points. They're still like the dynasty that we all that they could still probably be the dynasty that we knew for the, like almost the last half decade. But things have changed now. Yeah. Definitely, a lot of things in the league have changed and. With like with with the whole like we don't know what's gonna happen with the NBA season next year. Maybe there's no fans. Like the Warriors yeah. always love to feed off their like home crowd and stuff like that. So a lot of things can change, and I honestly believe that they're kind of like overrated by a lot of people right now. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go with like um yeah. Let's let's go with two more um before we head out. Um, next thing we're gonna talk about is a team who highly disappointed last year. A lot of people had them being in the finals picture after like um, all the moves that they made in, in the last off season, it turned out to be another disastrous year for them. Lots of injuries. One of their star players comes from your guys's country. We're going to be talking about the 76ers. We're going to be talking about the 76ers and how are you hot? Are you hot, cold or just right on the 76ers chances going forward next season, especially with Doc Rivers at the home? Yeah, I love that you asked this question. Um, I've been I've been massive massive overrated on um, Philly throughout the course of this season. Um, they should be so much better than they are at the moment. They've got two of the better players in the league, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but they they they're just not reaching their potential as quickly as they should be. Um, this year was a absolute disaster when you when you look at it in the in the full in yeah. the grand scheme of things to go out in the first round uh, they they should have really probably made a, a finals appearance by yeah. now um, particularly in the nice which is nowhere near as strong as, as the west. west yeah um you've got players on that team like tobias harris who is, as nick <laughs> that would say on track. That's on track. Track. damn that guy <laughs> he, he's um re- really frustrating player to to watch, um, knowing how much he's been paid and how much they've invested into him. Even players like Al Horford, he's looking very slow and not productive at all. Um, so I guess to summarise things, I think they're extremely overrated. I think they're overrated as well. Um, this season to me was an indication that just something needs to change, whether it be getting rid of um, one of their two stars, um, in, in my eyes, I think they should get rid of uh, Embiid. I think I think half of the game comes from a good mindset and you, something's just off with him. He doesn't have a good mindset. I think you get rid of him, you build around Ben Simmons. 
um, and you have a better chance of moving up. Uh, for me, I think like listeners of our podcast are probably sick of me going <laughs> off about Philly, um, in particular Tobias Harris. That guy does my head in. And partly from the way he's playing. I completely at the agree. I completely agree. I hate watching that guy play. Yeah. God damn. He, it's honestly, he could be locked up for robbery. He is on just an absurd amount of money. And it, it drives me wild because I had this team when we did our starter season predictions. I pegged them as the number one seed. And I really thought their length and size would cause so much trouble to other teams, especially in the East. Um, but it's kind of, I think, at that point now, you have to either build around Simmons or Embiid, have one, have them as the kind of fulcrum of the team, and then you know have four shooters around them. Um, Who'd you I, pick? Uh, oh, well, I'm Australian, so I'm probably going to have to go with Simmons. But um, I think they really need to like Doc's going to have to change something in quickly. I reckon. I reckon he's probably got a couple of months to find out which way this team should go and if it can kind of coexist together. If not, one's got to go. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. And for those who are listening to my podcast from my group chat that I've had like throughout the season, they've known how much I've been up on Philly since the beginning of the season. Like in my yeah. season, in my preview, like in my preview predictions, I had them not only being the number one seed. I had Joel Embiid winning MVP. I had yeah. Brett Brown winning Coach of the Year. <laughs> I thought they were gonna like take the Lakers to seven games in the finals and lose. And yeah. I was like, I was all in on the Sixers. Like like you guys said, they had the length, they have the talent. It just felt like this team, like, even though they lost Jimmy Butler, who, funnily enough, made the finals without <laughs> them. Um, yeah. yeah um, like, it just felt like that this team was just so good. And then just watching them game after game, they just could not get it going. And, yeah. and my hate – and just like, just like Nick, my hate for Tobias Harris every game, <laughs> knowing that he has that five-year, $180 million contract on his back, just frustrates – it makes me, it pisses me off so yeah. much. The fact that they chose him over Jimmy freaking Butler, it, it annoys the hell out of me. It's absolutely ridiculous. And like, I, I, I've been patient with this team. Like I've been super patient with this team, but now like, like you guys said, something has to change. Something yeah. has to change. And like you guys said, I mean, it's at this point, it's Simmons or Embiid. And I have to agree with you guys. I mean, Embiid is just not the type of guy for today's modern NBA. It's so much easier to build around a guy like Ben Simmons who, one of the, who is one of the best defenders in the league, one of the best facilitators in the league, who yeah. could do basically everything but shoot the basketball, but people will still talk about a shooting. But, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And it's just so much easier to belt around someone like that. And there's already been trade rumors about him going to, um, to the Houston Rockets and stuff like that. Yeah. Whether, like, getting back Russell Westbrook is a good idea for Philly, which is probably a horrible idea. That's a horrible idea. You need shooters and... Westbrook is probably not going to do it. <laughs> he is the opposite <laughs> of what they want to build around Ben Simmons. Yeah. But, but exactly. It's just like they just need to like build around this guy. I mean, he is the proto like he is like the prototypical NBA point guard who could do everything. And I think just like yeah. n- n- along with getting rid of Joel Embiid, I mean, just getting rid of the whole front office. I mean, Elton Brand has made mistake after mistake throughout his tenure as the general manager. I mean, what is the one thing that they needed to win like in all these series? They need shooting. What did they keep getting yeah. rid of? Shooting. They got rid of Bellinelli, Ilyasova, JJ Redick, like every single year. They get rid of another shooter. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. this is, t- we're in 2020. Like, this is just, exactly. this is just not how it's going to work. And yeah, they're just an extremely <laughs> overrated team. I am completely off the 76ers bandwagon. Just 
just reset. Like, the process just did not work. Just reset everything. We trusted it, and this is all we have to trust it to. <laughs> this is exactly. Okay, final topic before we sign out. The NBA has, like, has, um, there have been reports that the NBA has been planning to start the season on December 22nd this year, which, mm-hmm. is, which is a lot different from what a lot of people believe that was going to be around mid-January, which is honestly a report that were coming just a few weeks ago. And so yeah. with this like, new date being like, as a new target date, are you guys think it's too early, too late, or do you think just about right in terms of like, starting the new season? Uh, I think it's just right. I think it's just right for the fact that it's not going to kind of clash as much with football, which at the minute it can't really compete with, or nothing can. Um, so I think it's better for the league from that perspective. I think it's good for us as fans that we don't have a couple of month hiatus until, well, well it's going to be about two months, but you know, any longer than that, it's good for us as fans. Um, and I think it'll be better as for the league overall to, um, and the players to get to you know play in the Olympics. The fact that it's kind of going to finish around that mark and enable them to still still go to Tokyo is huge. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I'm sort of in the same boat. I think it's it's probably the right time to do it. But in saying that, I was definitely thinking we wouldn't be seeing a restart until mid-Jan. I was even, I wasn't ruling out early February for them yeah. to return. Um, yeah. Just based off reports that I've heard, we know that not all of these reports are reputable. But um, yeah, I think sort of around that Christmas period, it's probably yeah. would make sense for, for the restart to happen then. Yeah, Yeah, and I agree. I think um, the timing is just right. You know, like Nick said, with the Olympics and um, with the football, um, the only thing that throws me off a bit is obviously the fans won't be in there, you know, the 22nd of December, if that's when they say they're going to start. So that's the only bit I'm a bit iffy about. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys here as well. I think it's just about right because as a lot of NBA fans, I mean, like if they were to like – start the season like as reported beforehand like around mid-January I mean how like how long is it going to take for them to like just go back to normal because they, they've had they've had the schedule like down packed for how many decades at this point like just like them starting in October finishing in June like it just feels like it's it's kind of like Groundhog Day for the rest of us NBA fans like we just know what yeah, to expect and yeah. starting in January kind of takes away that element like it's gonna like it may like a lot of us like a lot of writers saying like or is it even going to go back to normal? Like, is this going to be the new norm? And having it set back to kind of December would kind of like, I guess, like ease its way back to some sort of like normality. And yeah. with the reported being like 72 games, apparently they might scrap the all-star game as well. So trying to make it like as less, like less um, um, compact as, as, um, as yeah. much as possible. I, I have to agree with you guys. I mean, it's about the right time. It's going to be an awesome Christmas gift for a lot of us, knowing that the NBA will be back. <laughs> Um, it's definitely going to be a short off season. I mean, like the whole free agency period is probably going to like fly by, especially with the NBA draft being so close as well. But uh, with the idea of um, it starting in December, I definitely have to agree with you guys that it's probably the right time. Counting down, like, but can't wait. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that is um, all the topics we're going to be talking about today. Let us know your thoughts below in the comment section of this YouTube video or the Instagram post. And we're going to be signing off soon. Guys, do you have anything to say about your podcast going forward like, and going to this offseason? Yeah, certainly. So for us, the show is still going to roll on. The season might be over, but we're going to be uh, recording weekly episodes. We're going to be you know, recapping the season that's been. Looking forward to next season. Uh, there's going to be heaps of things going on. Lots to look forward to with the Daily Dribble. So, uh, yeah, 
yeah, stay tuned for all of that via our social media channels. Yeah, no, I'll just yeah. echo everything Nick just said. Yeah. Um, we're looking to improve the product um, as much as possible um, going forward. So I guess people have just recently hooked onto, onto the show. Um, we're expecting it to improve, I guess, with better quality equipment and, yeah. you know, just becoming more comfortable, um, you know, podcasting. Um, I, yeah, the only way is for us at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, all their links are going to be found in my in the description of this video. It'll be found in my link tree as well. So show them your support to all the social media platforms, Instagram, um, obviously all the podcast networks as well. Do you guys have any other social medias that I should mention? Uh, they're right the main ones. Yeah, we we're, we're on we're on Facebook. Um, we're we on YouTube. We're trying to grow <laughs> that a little bit more. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. We're on we're on everything. We're on but TikTok. Are we on LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. We're on everything. So um. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be heaps of new fresh content coming out regularly. So, yeah, we thank everyone so far for their support and can't wait to see what happens next. Yes. So, yeah, guys, thank you guys for coming on and taking your time out of your day to record this podcast with me. This is where we're going to end today's podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow our TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all that good stuff. Um, also, if you're the podcast listener, show some support and also show these guys some support as well. So it was a great episode, guys. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. So this is where we're going to end things, guys. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back on Monday with another podcast. And just come, just look out for some more content coming out through this week. So hope you guys all have a great day. Take it easy, guys. Peace.